Gody, give him your Galaxy Quest impression. He has come to save us. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Who doesn't love Galaxy Quest, the movie? What? People don't even know what that is. I guarantee you. Tim Allen movie. Uh, It's like a, a play off Star Trek. So... What we have just done is lost the entire audience in the first five seconds. That's what we just did right there. Oh, maybe we got some Star Trek fans. I don't know. It's not Star Trek. It's Galaxy Quest. Yeah, but it was like a play. It's like a, what, a satire. A spinoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoof. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Spoof yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. My bad. I stand corrected. Once again. Everybody's still tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably not. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. I am Nate Luke, here with my boy, Kevin Stuckey. Sup. My boy, Nelson Combs. Hello. And my dude, my guy, my boy, Cody Jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Very good. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We have a kind of a deep topic for today. Before we get to that, though, we're going to get to some news. Uh, this news is actually breaking this instant. Breaking news. Extra, 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 extra. extra. Uh, the, well, I'm not going to call it the lunar module because that's not what it is. Mm. The It's essentially the NASA Perseverance. It's like a Mars probe. It just landed. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's sending images back already. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that's pretty neat for all you nerds while we're on the topic of Galaxy Quest, so. (laughs) And boys, how about. Hopefully this isn't a theme for the entire show. (laughs) As long as uh, Cody periodically does his. (laughs) Ask me a question, I'll answer it like that. Hey, can we get like, you know how you can do like sound bites and stuff? We need that. Yeah, we we do. We need that as a sound bite to use in the future. I'll see what I can do. Yes. (laughs) Boys, how about this weather? Love it. I love it. I'm having a great time. (laughs) Getting stuck in driveways is great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dude, so that the the weather we got was it was it Sunday night that the real big storm came in or was it Monday night? It was Monday night because I worked Monday. Yeah. So what that dump that like it was I don't know how to describe it. It was was, strange. It was ice, really fine beats beats of ice. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I tried to take my two-wheel drive vehicle down there. I had to park it. I couldn't drive it. I had to pull my truck out. I haven't had my truck out all winter. Yeah. And I could not get up the road. I went to go up the road that night to uh, to get dog food or something. I can't remember. Up at the farm. I got stuck in the middle of the road going from like my house, which there's no, I mean, it's a slight grade. I couldn't make it. Hmm. I had to back all the way to my house and just get in the driveway and just leave my car in the driveway. I, I, I stayed in Chilla Coffee. I didn't even. Did you really? I, I did not even try to come home. Are you serious? Seriously? Yeah. Was well, that after I you thought, text us? Yeah, that's yeah. that night you texted yeah. us. Yeah, I stayed. I thought you were just joking. Man. I did too. <laughs> nope. I had to be back at 6 a.m. I was leaving at 7 p.m. It'd take me two hours to get right, home. Two right. hours. I mean, it just wasn't worth it. You stayed in a hotel? Stayed in a was hotel. Was your wife mad? She was not thrilled. Did they have a free complimentary breakfast? Yeah, but it started an hour after I started work. Uh, so I totally so missed it. So where did you stop to get breakfast that morning? A gas station. The that Duchess. Like Tornados. It was really nice morning. <laughs> Mountain Mount Dew and honey buns, baby. <laughs> the breakfast of champions. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> but it was, it was a weird kind of snow consistency for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. been a crazy weather week. Supposed to get a big thaw though. Yes. So what? Yeah, when is that supposed mud. to start? Tuesday, Sun- I believe. Is it? Well, I mean, Sunday's Sunday supposed to warm up. Yeah. yeah, and then it's supposed to get progressively warmer. Be forty all next week. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Get your Dude, arcs ready. Forty everybody. is gonna feel like I'm wearing eighty shorts. degrees. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> I guarantee you're gonna feel like wearing shorts. Yeah. Yeah, I'll sweat. It's still, I mean, but what's been going on down in Texas is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, so I've heard that. What is it? Like, I don't, they, I haven't really like paid attention. Basically, I mean, even points in like San Antonio are the single digit temperatures, and their facilities and infrastructure is not built for that. So the power's out. Pipes the, are pipes are freezing and bursting. No, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Pe- and there's a lot of people in that area that doesn't have heat in their home because they never get that cold. And are you so, kidding me? Yeah, yeah and so, and so since the power is out, this power company is not turning on the power because they don't want to surge so a lot of people are out of power yeah there's i've heard some people talk about in their apartment it's nine degrees yeah what are they doing like where are they going freezing freezing like just get bundling up best they can they're going to friends houses i know you know like it's just it just hit that area and there's just no infrastructure to handle it but next week for them it's going to be in the 70s and then all those pipes are going to thaw and they're going to bust because wow. I, get, I bet they don't. We've have all the been down plumbing. that road, I'm sure. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I did not realize it was that. Like, I mean, I knew that they had gotten some weather. I just thought it was a little bit of snow, and they're like freaking out because they don't know how mm-hmm. to handle snow. It's much more serious. Than yeah. that. Wow. And I guess a lot. And there's the bigger things. Like, there's a lot of the en- energies. Uh, I guess renewable. So it's solar and wind, and then there's you know like they don't have particular implements on the wind part of it where it can thaw. Mm-hmm. like they do up north and so those have shut down so that you're losing energy there and then the solar's covered in ice and snow and it's mm. not and so it's well it's compounding i have seen some people put some stuff out about like solar power like solar power isn't all cracked yeah. up to be blah 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 yeah. now again like you gotta you gotta take that with a yeah. grain of salt you know yeah. yeah i seen a video where there was a small town in texas where these this community came together and the main pipe for the water froze and the community came together with a bunch of propane torches and we're blasting this pipe to unthaw it, just to that's get unreal. water to everybody. You know, that's crazy. It was like the size of Leesburg. They they said it was like a two thousand population community. Well, I think yeah. I I don't I think we take it for granted. Like living in Ohio, like we experience everything, like every yeah. every kind of weather, and so like we just know how to deal with this or that or this or that. You know, we're rugged. Well, I you know I mean I don't know. I, it, but that is the truth. Like, I, I wouldn't even blink at that. Like, you just go deal with it. Like, I was over to Buddy's house the other day, and we were he his pipes froze up. Let's go get it, you know, and figured it out, got him going, boom. I mean, that's just, like, part of it. Mm-hmm. But to think about, like, people that are living in that, that probably have never experienced Never experienced like that. that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everyone makes fun of Ohioans, but... We are pretty rugged. That'd be like us experiencing a hurricane. You know how Florida, how you call them, Floridians? Floridians. Floridians. Like how they're able to just not be scared. They're yeah, so they're used just to like, it. let's just do it. Yeah, yeah like uh, Paige's family, like that one big hurricane that they had when we were there at what? Outer Banks? Dude, we freaked. Yeah, I, I, it was huge. I, that one wasn't as bad as the time before, right. the vacation before that, because I'd never done it. Like I, It was like old hat by yeah. that point. Remind like, me yeah. not to go on vacation with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but Paige's family, her uncle who passed away this past year, but he was down in Florida, and he was refusing to leave his home, even though the the, the sheriff was there to tell him, like, you have to leave. He's like, I'm not, I've been through 40 hurricanes. I'm not scared. Like This doesn't bother me. So for us to experience something like that, we'd right. probably be terrified. Right. I agree. I was. I was terrified. You're right. Makes sense. I'd, I'd probably, as an Ohioan, 
like run to my basement and then decide, okay, wait, this isn't a tornado, it's a hurricane. Let's switch gears here. Yeah. Let's switch gears here. So. You need to go upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, prayers prayers for all the, the people in Texas and experiencing this crazy weather that they're not used to. 2020 and then coming into this year from a weather standpoint has been really crazy. Yeah. I mean, the last, I mean, it's been pretty wild from all the hurricanes that we had. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking, I mean, we were talking about weather back in like March, April, May, you know, and then just, yeah. we were talking, we had a show where we talked about we had some serious weather stuff. Tornadoes and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Cause you got, you got droughts out in California. You got hurricanes, like the most hurricanes we've ever had in, in a season coming up through the Gulf you had flooding and stuff going the on. Fires, other, yeah, the fires, the fires going on, yeah, 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 and the killer bees and. <laughs> Seriously, I love I love throwing them in there. The murder hornets. <laughs> the murder the murder hornets. hornets. <laughs> there it is. They were killing the killer bees. <laughs> <laughs> but what? we landed on Mars. But we did land on Mars. Yeah. So yeah, cool stuff. Prayers for the Texans for sure. All right, guys, let's get uh, let's get into. Um, well, wait, let's back up. Let's oh. not get into today's topic yet. Um, Kevin, you had a little sermon on Sunday. Um, we are still in the gospel according to David. Uh, Kevin, if you wouldn't mind, maybe give us a brief synopsis on what your sermon was about on Sunday. What's, what's the question again? Just give us a brief synopsis, <laughs> Cody. <laughs> it was about David and Goliath. Hey! I listened. Oh my I think goodness. that was, was that a Cody inspired Sermon? Yeah, I mean, he it, walked it, up to me. Yeah. He's like, "This one's for you." I did tell him that. I did tell him that. I I told him this, and it I, was because I was thinking of the that topic. during the sermon. I was I was, I was working the nursery, and I would have enjoyed that one. It was pretty but, good, you know. We have this thing. It's called um, yeah. Facebook Live. Sure. I and uh, I'm actually, we post them yeah. on I our website. I could have caught LeesburgCC.com. There's our plug. Boom! In. We, we plugged the podcast during the sermon, dude. I am. We plugged the sermon during the so, podcast. Here, I can, I can, I can give you a quick synopsis of the of the sermon. It's this: shamelessly plugging our podcast over and over and over again. I've been waiting for it. We have picked up some listeners. I've had people come up to me and say, "Hey, listen, like because you're shamelessly plugging, I'm actually listening to the show now." So <laughs> I just bad. want you guys to know uh, it's working. Yeah, they felt bad. No, I talked about David and Goliath. I talked about him being, you know, the hero of heroes. That was the topic of that was the the topic. And I think, you know, the thing I think that we need to like really like think about when we think about David and Goliath is not that typical. David represents what Christians should be, and Goliath represents that that thing that we fear, that thing that we're scared of. You know, and and that we need to be like David. That's not how we walk away from that story. How we should walk away from that story is, no, we're the cowards that didn't go fight Goliath. We're Saul. We're, we're not being kingly. We're, we're being, you know, wimpy. David is that substitute that went to battle for us, who is a forerunner to who Christ is going to battle for us. And the only way that we can truly find, you know, joy and peace and live, you know, a life that is that is good and right and that will be, you know, whole for us is is to give it to Christ and understand like he's our substitute. He went 
for us. He went to battle for us. And because he went to battle for us, like we have a chance to really live and not be cowards. I mean, that's, that's the idea. That's what we need to take home from this. And I think too often we hear those sermons where it's like, no, I'm David and, and the fear I'm fighting is Goliath. No, you're not David. <laughs> you didn't have the courage to stand on your own and you can't stand on your own. It's impossible to only Christ can stand for you. Yeah. That's, that's a good perspective to look at that through. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. All right, guys. So we do have a, a little bit of a heavy topic today. I know. We've tried to keep it light, but... We've done a good job we have. keeping it light. We have. Um, but we're going to fail at that today because today is it's heavy. Um, <laughs> is it failure if you admit it at the very beginning? Uh, no, it's, no, it would be success. Yeah, if we that's did. success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll call it that. Um, I don't know if we ever have a, a title or had a title for today's topic, but I guess I would title it maybe like a, a fall from grace kind of thing. Mm. Um, there have been some recent revelations that have come out about a, a prominent preacher, and many of us have probably heard um, of him. It was, it was Ravi Zacharias, um, and he passed away in what, May of May, last year? May of last year, yes. Yeah. So passed away in May of last year. Again, really prominent preacher, had a lot of followers. Um, but uh, again, recent revelations have have kind of come out where, you know, people have started to maybe rethink uh, their ideas and their concepts of the man, um, Ravi Zacharias. So um, we're going to kind of get into that. And and again, this is, I think, going to be a pretty heavy topic, but I think a really good um, good thing, um, you know, especially during this time. So um, Kevin, if, if you want to mention anything else to kind of just kind of intro this topic, you know, feel free. Yeah. So I think for us to properly deal with this, I think we need to understand like the magnitude of, of Ravi Zacharias and the impact that he had on, you know, Christianity. This was a guy who you know, from a material standpoint was incredible. Um, from a theological standpoint, incredible for me. I mean, I even doctrinally, like he didn't, he didn't really key in a lot of doctrinal issues, but just like he was such a good communicator, such a good writer. And honestly, like, I mean, I, I, this is something we talked about even before, like when, when I was, there was a season where I would get up, I would read my Bible, I would, you know, have a, a series of things that I would listen to or whatever, but like I would every day listen to about 15 minutes of Ravi Zacharias. He had a show uh, that he did. AM 880 is a local station that has some Christian like speakers and stuff on it. Um, Focus on the Family does some stuff on that, and I know uh, there's some other RZIM like speakers who have who have presented on there, but like they would have a segment with Ravi Zacharias every week. I mean, incredible communicator, incredible insight, incredible perspective, incredible like just in the in the, in the things he did and the impact that he had on the kingdom. RZIM, the uh, ministry that he founded and led. Is, is a significant ministry uh, in the Christian church. And, like, the types of things they would do is, like, they were leaders in in promoting apologetics. They would go into college campuses and they would just have open forums where they would sit there 
with a panel of maybe you'd have a Hindu speaking, you'd have Ravi from a Christian perspective, you have maybe an atheist, and then you'd have maybe somebody else from another you know group of some kind, and they would sit there and they'd talk, and they would field questions from from college students afterwards. This guy would sit there and just I mean he won every debate. All, all, I mean not I mean probably you know if you're coming from another perspective you wouldn't think that or you know maybe if you're an atheist you maybe wouldn't think that but I'm telling you like the way he presented the gospel the way that he presented Christianity was so sound and so good and so like I think we have to understand that and we have to go into this discussion eyes wide open to under and 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 I can speak like this about him because this is a hero to me like this guy was a hero to me spiritually I, f- I feel like the more we talk about this like this gentleman like I feel like I remember last year when he passed away you either saying something on a podcast or just in our little round table beforehand about I probably this. did you know like the more we talk about it the more I feel like there was some comment that was made about losing him yeah and yeah. and 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 again like I think when I first heard the news that he had passed away, like, I didn't even believe it, you know, just because, you know, he, I mean, this is a guy, you know, my spiritual journey has been one of, there have been personal relationships that have really impacted, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago, and we talked about mentors and things like that, and I listed some of those, I didn't list all of them, but I listed some of the men that were really important, but if I had to pick, like, you know, some of those guys that impacted me from a spiritual standpoint of like the people I listen to, Ravi's up in the top five. Tim Keller's number one, hands down. Like that guy is a monster. But like Ravi would be two, three, four, five. I mean, like he was that influential to me, you know, from a, you know, uh, from a spiritual standpoint and my growth even as an, as an individual. And so, I caught myself, and we'll talk about some of the details of this, even reading through this report, and I'm going to give you just some of the highlights of this, you know, but even reading through this, like inside, I'm thinking, no, no, this is not, this can't be true. Like this isn't, this didn't happen. This has been fabricated. And this is coming from a a private investigators that the, Board of Directors from RZIM Ministry, the ministry that Ravi founded, his the board of directors that are leading that ministry now, they hired this group to come in and investigate this, and they wrote this report out. And I'm sitting here as I'm reading this report, and I'm like, no way, no way, no way. I can't believe this. Still, that's the kind of influence that certain individuals have over us. And I think, you know, I, I'm not ashamed of that. I'm ashamed that um, it would be harder for me to believe someone telling the truth about him. I'm ashamed of that, but I'm not ashamed of the fact that like I think so highly of them that I, I highly of him that I can't believe that this happened if that makes sense. Um, because I think I think that's true not just in this situation but in so many situations that we face and I think it's I think it's I think that's good and bad you know and we can talk more about that as we go on but that's kind of that's kind of the you know that I would just I I, I guess I want us to go into this conversation with our eyes wide open to the fact like this is you know you know we got in here and the first thing I said Nelson and Cody were here Nate was late um but uh (laughs) 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 
You're not even going to say anything? Dang it. Just sitting here smiling. <laughs> because he was late. <laughs> You're exactly right. <laughs> but we're sitting here, and I said, so knee-jerk reaction. And Cody was like, creep. And, you know, it's, it, it, it isn't that simple. It just isn't. And, and not, not that Cody's wrong, because he's right. He is a creep. But I think it's easy for us if you if you haven't personally invested into you know this person in any way in reading their books or listening to their podcasts or listening to their to their sermons or whatever it it's not it's harder to just say creep even if it's true sorry uh, because he was, and I think we have to. I think we have to consider that, Re- regardless of where we fall in the end of this. And I think that was part of it, you know. And you guys weigh in on this, like part of the conversation. We sat here for probably I don't know how long we've been here, sitting here talking about this, like doing this topic. But the thing that's been coming up is this is not as simple as this is right and this is wrong. It's not. And we've been talking about how are we going to mm-hmm. approach this for like half an hour, forty five minutes, you know, before we even turn the mics on. We probably could have had a full podcast before we even started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, easily. I think like when, when you brought this topic up a couple of days ago, Kevin, my mind went to um, an older version of this, like the, the Jim Swaggart, the preacher who <clears throat> was caught with a prostitute. Um, you know, like it's not, it's not, and I think that was in what, maybe the earlier mid 90s. Maybe I'm mistaken there, but this is not something new, mm-hmm. you know, that we should just automatically, you know, we shouldn't expect it, but like, it's not a big shocker to us, I think anymore, especially in today's Do you world. think we've become desensitized? Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to look at it as, you know, we, we put these guys up on a pedestal and Kevin, I mean, I... I hate to say it because <laughs> you'll get a big head from it when I say it, but I put you up on a pedestal, man, because I look at you as a spiritual leader and we look at those guys as a spiritual leader and we look up to them. Um, and you know, when, when they do fail us in some way, we look at that as, you know, you failed us, right? Like we're your flock. You failed us. We, you let us go, you know, out of the, uh, out of the gate. So it's, it's one of those things. Um, but I, like you said, Kevin, I think it's way more complex than that as well. And the failure is like personal instead yeah. of just being like he failed and, you know, like, and he made a mistake and, and I mean, that's making this whole situation sound light, but as, as, um, as someone who like you learn from him and trust him and believe him, it makes it much more personal when they fail you know, on your end of it. And you feel like the failure is almost not, not to you, but like it just, it hits you harder than somebody else just making a mistake, you know? Well, and in Kevin, I was even, when we were driving back the other night together, I was telling you a story about, you know, how another person and I had gotten into a conflict a couple years ago um, because one of their children looked up to me and they, they thought I failed them, which, you know, I, I, I did in some ways. Um, and you know that it hurts. It, it's not something that's easy and it's always a, a tough conversation to be had with those people. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. 
I think it's easier <clears throat> in relation to this topic. I think it's easier to be judgmental when there's not a uh, relationship, personal relationship. It's easier yeah. to judge somebody's actions when there's not a personal relationship. And so, well, and I think too. I mean that, like the whole Jimmy Swagger thing. Like, yeah, we were too young. Mm-hmm. To sure. really know that right. situation well, and so when we we laugh about that. We like, weren't invested in right, in right. his ministry or in like and putting our time into his, like in, into his ministry. And so I think when we think about that, like we think we like kind of ha 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 whatever you know. Mm-hmm. But like I'm sure there were a lot of people that really hurt mm-hmm. deeply. Anyway, I'm sorry. I no, I go on. That's I, that's basically what I was getting to. Is you know my perspective of calling him a creep was is, you know, I don't have a personal relationship with him. Now, if this was my, I don't know, best friend, my dad, my uncle, whatever, that where I have a close personal relationship with him, I'm sure that my my immediate opinion would be different. Um, but personally, just looking at the acts that he committed, you know, it's it's hard for me to get past the fact that this guy was a monster. You know, like this guy, like he took, he took his position – and you put intertwined God in it to convince women and to compel women to to do sexual acts, and so that's hard to get past. So we talked about cancel culture last week. Yeah, cancel culture is easy. Why? Because we're sitting in front of a screen, and all we have to do is click a button. Yeah. Now, and this is and this is the thing. Like I think I was talking to someone. I, th- it might, I think it was this week, and we were just talking about. If you're going to challenge someone, you don't do that through a text or through an email. Like you go, you you go to them face to face and you have that conversation because it's it, everything changes when that happens. Mm-hmm. Everything changes when that happens. The generality, you know, generalizing this thing, it becomes very personal, and very real, and you have to sit there and say what you're going to say to that person. And I think for I talked about it Sunday. Some people maybe do that easy. They're they're challengers naturally. Okay, those people need to back off and be more gracious. Okay, like if you're a challenging person, then stop. Like shut up. Think about what you're doing before you go do it. Okay, mm-hmm. but if for the rest of you, with the rest of us, I should say, who really struggle, like if if you know you want to fix cancel culture, go go talk to somebody face to face and see what happens. It changes everything when you have to sit there. How edgy you were gonna be you ain't gonna be that edgy i don't mm. you know i don't i mean you still may say it like and you may get worked up to where you can say it hard something very hard to mm. someone it is so difficult and i think you know i think we have to be careful about just canceling someone because of this thing that we see even if it's true even if it's horrible and that's the question i'd ask like so you know, I straight up can say like this guy's stuff is legit good. Mm-hmm. Go back, listen to it. It's phenomenal stuff. You will learn. You will get an education listening to this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, the question then becomes, is his stuff still valuable? Knowing that this was the life that he was leading while he's presenting at these different places. Go. <laughs> Nelson. Oh, come on, man. Oh, I'm man. the host. I can do what I want. I mean... A big part of me wants to say, like, the Lord was working through him at that time, and and that was the message that he was presenting, and and so like, to say just to cancel it and to remove it and to not 
access it anymore is, you know, is doing yourself a disservice. Um, it's, but then like you, the more you read, I mean, like, is that going to plant a seed of doubt in everything he says and everything he's done when you, when you know that in the back of your head, like who he was deep down. And I mean, I mean, it's just like, if I find out Nelson that you have lied to me once, it, it changes, right? right? Like, I, I if mean, my wife finds out I lied to her once, she's never going to look at me. What, what, the same it, way. It, if you read, if you listened to a sermon or a or read a paper and had no idea of the author, would it change as soon as you read who it was? Adolf Hitler, right? Like, so now, like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, that was Hitler, you know, for instance. And does that change everything, you know, and? It's hard to say it wouldn't, you know, and I, I want to say that, you know, like you could to, to, to know that we're all flawed and everybody has that skeleton. And, and, and so I want to say that I wouldn't not, you know, I, I, I would l- still listen to his, you know, his teachings, but it's, it's, it, it is, it does question, you know, I do question it for sure. I would add and say that, you know, I would never want to devalue devalue the the gospel. Like that's not me, right? Yeah. Regardless of who's speaking it, and and the context within what they're speaking, and whether it's amazing, good, subpar, whatever. Like I'm never going to devalue that. But we're talking about a man, you know. We're talking about a human being. And again, like you said, it's there's skeletons in everybody's closet, and obviously this was a major one for this guy, you know. And I'm sure he battled a lot of devils and demons and everything when he was doing all this. However, you know, I, for me, it's, I look at him as a man. And so for me, it's, it's hard for me to be like, yeah, his word was good. He impacted a lot of people, um, in a, in a positive way. And I'm going to look past this and say, he, he, he's, he's a good guy, regardless of his sin. He's still a good guy because again, he's just a man to me, regardless of, what his message was. He, well, I th- and I think that's the thing. Like we don't have to say he's a good guy. Yeah. Right. Well, we don't. yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. What I'm, I don't know how I'm trying to put the, my thought in the words. It's my head spinning. Right well, this now. is what I, this is what, and, and maybe I'm way off, but this is what, this is kind of where, where I'm going. Like, as you're talking, like it's, it, you're making me think about this, like from this perspective, like, you know, if, if we look at, well, let's, let's use this as an example, right? Like we know, we we know right now. One of the big things that happened this summer was th- when when they were having the riots stuff, they were defacing historical landmarks. Right? Yeah. Why? Because they thought it signified things that they didn't like. Right. Because this person had a skeleton in the closet, mm-hmm. despite the fact that this person was an incredibly important historical figure who was enshrined because they. They whatever value they had to that particular area or whatever you can say whatever you want about that for some reason like this person was enshrined because they did something incredibly important historically okay mm-hmm. but the skeleton in the closet was racism right they were racist okay so deface them get rid of this. It has no part, it has no, let's rewrite history and and exclude this person because they failed in this way. It's the same thing, right? Does what that person, the good they did, is it worth like remembering and, and like 
celebrating despite the fact that that you know they did this other thing that was horrible and i say yes like because if i say no then i have to say no to myself mm-hmm. because the reality is like and and i you know i can straight up tell you like there are weeks where and i've said this from the pulpit where i do not feel worthy to stand up and, and speak in the you know as a representative of god and his word okay i i do not but by the power of the Holy Spirit, and the, and you guys know this. Like I don't, I I don't say, hey, thank you. I'm amazing preacher. Like I don't say that because I don't believe like in and of myself that I am. I believe like when my sermons are good, it's because the Holy Spirit is is working in that. Like, and 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 God even says that in His Word. Like it's the Spirit who brings you know the increase. It's His. It's uh, one of the stories I heard, and I I feel like I'm jumping all over the place a little bit. But I th- I hope this is flowing a little bit. But um, there were a story I heard. I think R.C. Sproul told this story, who's a, a, a preacher writer. He said that there were some older preachers sitting there, and they were talking, and there was this this young preacher that came up, and he was speaking, and you know he was crowds were coming, and they were engaged, and it was really good, and he's young, and he's new, and blah blah blah, and they're like, you know, he's. He's good, but he's not there yet. And it wasn't, it was just because he hadn't experienced pain. He hadn't been through like a real struggle. And so his stuff was like good, but he like hadn't been through the battle of, you know, really living. And and it was talking about the depth of his words. And I think it's the same thing. Like, like when I experience pain and I go through like fighting sin in my own life, like I'm more able to speak to that on a deeper more meaningful level but at the end of the at the end of the day the weight of what i say comes from the word of god not from myself and that's what i'd say about like rabbi zacharias and that's why i think his stuff is still worth like utilizing is is not because like you say the man is that great mm-hmm. but the spirit and the god behind the man is that great mm-hmm. and use that man mm-hmm. to bless Millions of people. I mean, he impacted millions of people. And so I think there is worth to that. I think the most important thing that we can learn probably from this is that we should never put anybody on that pedestal to where we don't understand that, hey, listen, we are fraught. We are fragile. What's the words I'm looking for? We are flawed. There it is. Flawed. Flawed individuals who are all trying to live the best we can and some of us have some really like deep dark things that we have to fight in our lives others we get off with you know my things greed my things lust my things whatever mm-hmm. you know for some it goes much deeper and the scars of that are much deeper and harder to deal with mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and and him specifically, like you know, he's in charge of a multi-million dollar. Or not, I know there's a board, but like you know, he has influence and power and money. And so, like, would our sins and our failures manifest differently if we had that access? Do you know, like, the enemy's there, and he's just got more avenues. And it's just a thought to. No, I agree. You know, I'm I, and I'm not justifying his actions in any way, but no. But it, who, if 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 you're the enemy, 
you know, and I say enemy meaning Satan, okay? Who are you going to attack? After? Yeah. Nelson, Kevin, Cody, you know, Nate. Well, maybe we could take Nate out of this because he definitely would go after Nate. But like, or Ravi Zacharias. Like how many people can, can yeah. he use, how many people can he turn away from God? We have 12 listeners. He has millions. Millions. <laughs> <laughs> how do every episode we throw that in there? I don't know. Maybe we're just like hoping to get more than 12, 13. <laughs> it's, yes. It's our, it's our, it's our dream to have 13. Lucky number 13. <laughs> I'm just going to play it on every computer at work. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing I struggle with with this guy is is in 2017, there was a lawsuit filed where yeah. this woman came out and said, like, he basically compelled me to do these sexual acts with him. And it was like a result, like, if you know, this is a blessing from God for us to be able to do this. And he never... Her name was Lori Ann Thompson. Yeah, and he, and he never came out as a leader and was humble and exposed and said, I have flaws. He just paid her out, paid her out a civil lawsuit just to basically make her go away. And so uh, that's, that's, you know, that's concerning. So uh, Ravi Zacharias made this statement in December 3rd, which these, these, so she has a gag order. This Ann Thompson has a gag order, so she can't even speak about this. So they paid her off, right. essentially. Yeah, we'll pay you as long as you don't say right. nothing. Right, and yeah. she can't, or like, right. again, like she She'll loses that money or yeah. whatever, or whatever happens, okay? But he made this statement back in December 3rd, 2017, after, after that matter was s- settled. The statement includes claims that are misleading or false. He admitted that he should not have engaged in ongoing communications with a woman who was not his wife, but Ann Thompson was neither the first nor the last instance of him doing so, nor was Miss Thompson the only woman from which he received photographs, um, which he received nude photographs of her. That's why this is important. Um, but uh, the, in the statement, while he whole where he told his staff that he would that his real mistake in the Thompson matter was not alerting some of them or that he was receiving these uh, photographs of these women. We have no indication that he ever went to RZI management on his board or more than the 200 occasions he received photographs of women during and after. So like he was even after, right after this happened, he, he was taking pictures and receiving photos from other women while this was going on and like was not apologetic. Um, you know, he claimed in my 45 years of marriage to Margie, Margie, I have never engaged in any inappropriate behavior of any kind. I mean, he was just like, he was saying this stuff, you know, the thing, the, the quote, and let me see if I hope, I hope I still have this highlighted. I told you guys, I don't know, this is it. Let me see, I really want to find this because it has the, like a really like tough quote. Go on. I'll find it while we're while we're while we're talking, because there's a there's this like that describes the situation of um, with one of the women and like how he manipulated that yes. situation. Cause yes, because we, we had like, we we read it and it was very it gave a very um, like cultish like vibe or and like okay we, here it is. So. <laughs> This is hard to read, and I'll just straight up say, like, as I as I was like reading this report, and this is like the board of directors put out this report about Ravi Zacharias. I was like, no, that didn't happen. No, I was still in denial. 
you know, just as someone who just really appreciates this guy and, and mm-hmm. like the work that he's done. But this is, um, this is, uh, he had had sex with this woman. He actually, he required it from her. And according to the witnesses, this witness, Mr. Zacharias used religious expressions to gain compliance as she was raised to be a person of faith. That's this woman that he was with. She reported that he made her pray with him to thank God for the opportunity they both received. That is these sexual acts. She said he called her his reward for living a life of service to God, and he referenced the godly men in the Bible with more than one wife. She said he warned her not to ever speak out against him or she would be responsible for millions of souls whose salvation would be lost if his reputation was damaged. Mm. And that is, man, that's cultic. It is using your position to manipulate someone. It's why we think rape and sexual abuse of children is such a horrid thing for the same exact reason it's the same stuff it's the same thing you're using your position of authority as an adult to take advantage of someone who has no authority to resist it and mm-hmm. and then putting in that situation putting the you know the ownership of the damage on the victim mm-hmm. that's probably textbook you know oh, assault, that's how it always happens know, like, right like if you say anything, these people are going to be affected. Or like what they do with kids, right? If you say something, then I will hurt your parents. Mm-hmm. So then that child feels like they are protecting their parents by not saying mm-hmm. something. Right. That's how it happens, man. Yeah. Well, we kind of mentioned earlier about um, cancel culture and how like you know that's well. And last week we talked about it, where you know it's something we don't agree with, we just cancel it out. I'm not so sure that this applies to that, though, because I, I, I would think that the culture as a whole, right, left, black, white, whatever, we can all agree that rape and sexual abuse is something that we don't like. You know what I mean? So it's not really necessarily that we're canceling this. Um, because, I mean, I'm, I'm even thinking like the guys, like when I used to work in the prison, the guys who did the worst of the worst crim- criminally, right? If you talk to them about people who had uh, sexual relations with a kid or, or raped somebody, they didn't like those guys. They had to segregate those guys to other prisons mm-hmm. because of the, of the fights. Yep. And so, I I mean, just, again, in my opinion, I don't know if this even correlates with cancel culture because I don't think culture – I think culture as a whole all agrees that sex abuse and rape is, is not approved. You know, so to say let's cancel this guy and – or to, let's not do this because we don't want cancel culture. But based on that, I mean, it goes back to my question that I asked. Like, is his material still valuable? Or should we throw it out the window? Well, I mean, and this is on the other side of the fence, like way out there. But think about like people who followed uh, Adolf Hitler. You said that. Like, let's say that something opposite of that. Like, to ask them the same question. You know, like, I don't know what I'm trying to get to here. But like... I don't know it one man's work one man's work in the good and I think of it like in my job like you could be a great cop your entire life you make one mistake that ruins your reputation you're done oh think about like the guys in Seattle right Right. I mean they may have before that done a million good things what are they going to be remembered for the one bad right and so I mean (sighs) as as Christians 
like, are we supposed to just forgive this guy's acts and, and move on well, yeah, and, and, and appreciate what he did before he did this, why he did this, and after well, the Well, it was not before. It was during. Like, everything he did, it, it, I mean... I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure just from, this is coming from a, a, a cop's perspective, I'm sure before he became this great guy, he had this, he had the same mentality he had when he was this big powerful guy in the Christianity world. I guarantee that. I guarantee he's probably done forceful sexual acts with people in his past. And if you if you go down, go down the line of of women that he's been with, let's say even when he was a teenager, I I, I can almost bet that this has been a pattern of behavior that he's oh, I'm done. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it just became magnified because um, I forget what movie it is, but when you get power, you get. You can easily get women. What is that? Scarface is what he is that what he said. <laughs> I think it was Galaxy Quest. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, when he's in that power like that, he can manipulate and and enforce and compel all the way to the top, or not really the top, but to his version of the top. I w- I saw this thing on uh, Facebook the other day. Um, a teacher started her class, and she said it was. A series of problems she had written on the board. One number one was nine times one equals seven. Nine times two equals eighteen. Nine times three equals twenty-seven. Nine times four equals and it had all the right answers all the way all the rest of the way out. But the first one and all the kids were giggling and laughing. And she said, she said, "Why are you laughing?" You know, and they said, "Well, because you got that first problem wrong. Like you know, you should have known better." Mm-hmm. And she said, "So I got nine questions right and one wrong." Mm-hmm. And you're laughing because I messed up one time. Now, again, that's a little bit different. It's sure. not. But but here's the thing. Like Ravi's one thing was that he struggled with this. Again, I'm not saying he handled it right or that we should like condone it because the reality is like even at the end, like he denied it to and got malicious at the end at the end when 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 he couldn't cover it up anymore, he's seventy years old, and before he died, like it was, he was more and more of this stuff was coming up, and he couldn't keep it away from his board, and he couldn't keep it away from other people. You know, it was more and more was coming out, and he was, ha- but he was maliciously denying it. And so I'm saying how he handled it was wrong. Like I am not condoning this. What I'm saying is, is this body of work that w- I'm telling you was good. <laughs> you know, do we throw it out the window? Uh, well, it's like Nate mentioned earlier. Like, if I mean, if I if I lied to my wife, and I apologize, she finds out. I apologize. Try to make it right. She'll, the context of what I say and the weight of what I say to her from that point forward, I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be a lot less. You know, she's gonna respect my opinion a lot less. And I think that applies to this. I mean, it's it's hard as a human being to look at a guy that that was given so much power in the Christianity world. And was called out for it before all this other stuff came out in 2020, 21. And he continued to do it. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to appreciate something that he said during those times because all I could think about is this sex abuse that he's doing to these women. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I know that we all sin. Right, we all have skeletons, like Nelson said. We all have issues. Um, I'm not so sure that anybody in this room is sexually assaulting women and forcing (laughs) women to have sex with them. So, therefore, if you are, now's the time to come out. Yeah. So, therefore, (laughs) I mean, it's it's 
you know, if if Nelson said, "Man, my skeleton is I'm addicted to Big Mac cheeseburgers." Hey, man, cool. You know, like we can deal with that. You know, or my 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 skeleton is I'm greed, or my skeleton is. Here's is, the thing. Let me ask you this. And I am like so playing devil's advocate, and this yeah. is like this is a big issue for me. Not just because of this, but just like in general, like this is a big issue because I feel like we fail so much as Christians in the, on this point. Like, if what if I got up every Sunday before I before I preach and I told you every nasty, dirty thought that I had, every single thing that I did wrong. And everything that I looked at and everything morally that I failed on that week, what if I did that? How many people would become this church? I mean, seriously, how many? I would still come because as a leader, you were humbly open about your flaws. But don't you think there is a line that has to be drawn about who you share those things and who you don't? Because the reality is most people couldn't handle to hear the reality of it. Because if you did it, or you did it, or you did it, or you as a listener did it, the reality is like most people would look at you and be disgusted. Yeah. If if you if you if you really went sure. down to the absolute core of it. And so here's what I'm saying. This is an extreme example right. of what I think every single one of us deal with from a am I worthy? And and the, here's the reality. I am not nor will I ever be. And the only reason that I get up is because I know one thing, I know I'm called, and the other thing is I know is that it's not me, ultimately, who is receiving the glory for this, but it, it, it should be God. So the so what I'm basing the value of a message is on is the content of who that's about. What am, what am I trying to accomplish? I'm trying to give people a perspective of who Jesus is and what Jesus is doing and trying to move them closer in that. It doesn't matter who Kevin is, the the speaker. Mm. Again, it does to an extent, but it doesn't. And Paul says this all the time. I am the least of these. What's he saying? I guarantee you, whatever Paul struggled with, whatever his sin, it was so dirty and nasty. If we knew it, we probably would have a hard time reading God, like Paul's writings in in the Bible, okay? Right. That were Holy Spirit inspired, but the words in the Bible aren't judged by who wrote them. Again, why can we defend the Bible? Because man wrote them, like men, flawed, messed up men, men who you know Paul was a murderer, okay? Right. So why why do we listen to him? Like we're so far removed, it's not personal. But if we knew Paul personally in the church, like the church would not accept him at the time. They wouldn't let him in. They were scared to death of this guy because he killed their friends, mm-hmm. you know. Yet he is one of the most well known authors in Scripture. Why? Because who was inspiring his words was the Holy Spirit, not the man, the Spirit. And I think I think that's the difference. I think that's the thing that we have to consider in this. Because I believe, I mean, I've listened to this guy. I mean, he was an important, form, formative like person in my life in growing into the man that I am today, spiritually, theologically, doctrinally, apologetically. So what 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 did I trust? What do I love? What do I care about? Listening to that man speak. It's what I receive from God, not what I receive from him personally. Mm-hmm. I think we have to separate it. I think we have to separate it. I'm, maybe I'm wrong here. And and if I am, like, you know, I want to I want to know, you know, but that's that's how I'm approaching this. And I would say how 
how we should approach a lot of issues you know the 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 when we're dealing with other people regardless of the situation i don't think there's an i don't think we come down on the other side of this topic <laughs> with like this is the way it is. No, you can't. Yeah, you yeah. can't. Because you can put in every different circumstance to fill that. You know what I mean? Like you can say, um, you know, again, I could be a devil's advocate and be like, well, you know, the difference between like talking to Nate and find out Nate's flaws versus this Ravi guy. I mean, it Ravi had an impact on millions. I'm not I'm not saying Nate's not important, but <laughs> Nate, you're not important. His numbers ain't the millions. Yeah, so so they're, there's a they're they're, twelve. They're, yeah, yeah, twelve right now. Yours are not even in the teens. What are you gonna do? Call me fat next, Kevin? Wait, don't answer that. You <laughs> already did. But yeah, I mean I, I, I think that for me, again, I could be wrong, but I just think that there's so many other men that are spirit led in this country, in this world who are, who are spreading the gospel that I could probably follow and connect with more so than going back and appreciating what this guy's work was. You know, there's so many other guys in this world that God has worked through that preach the same, same book. We all follow follow the same Bible. And I, so, I think what's, what's harder though for me and, and it's easy for you because like you, I'm not connected. With right, right. Right. But like, I am. And, and yeah. You know, and so like this this question for me is not not just is his material still viable? It's everything that I've learned from him up to this point is it still viable? Cuz this this is a question I've had posed to me before. Yeah. No, I get that. My dad baptized me, then he went out, he cheated on my wife, they divorced and he is not a Christian anymore. Is my baptism still valuable? That I mean, I've had that question asked to me. Hmm. Okay? The answer is yes because your dad being a part of that was not what saved you. Right. The Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, mm-hmm. that's what saved you, right? Yeah. And I think it's I think it's the same thing for me because that's the question I have to ask myself. Is this is everything I learned from this man and this man taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. I I've listened to hours and hours and hours of his teaching. Right. He taught me a lot. I highly respect him from that standpoint. Not what he did, I'm not defending him. As a human being in in these things, like it is disgraceful. It is gross. It is ugly. It is nasty. I do not condone it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, like, is that still valuable? Yes. Yeah. It is from that standpoint. Now, again, right, you are absolutely right. You don't ever have to listen to him mm-hmm. and probably never will because right. if you see his name attached to it, you're probably going to turn the page or right. you're going to turn the podcast off or you're going to whatever. Right. But there are people who whose lives have been formed millions sure just like he talks about right here millions of people how do we deal with it you know and and i think it it is this like the holy spirit you know used that in that time to instruct and teach and grow you that is god mm-hmm. he is the source of that you know not ravi zacharias and his humanity and failure from that mm-hmm. Nate. It's about time to end. Take us home, brother. End end us and end us well. Yeah, because my uh, my new Apple Watch said it's time to stand up. Oh, okay, yeah. You should definitely listen to that. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, now, I, I was just reading a little bit, like, the woes of the Pharisees and, and Jesus, you know, you know, talking, none of you should be called a teacher. You have only one teacher, and all of you are like brothers and sisters. I mean... 
that that part where he says you have only one teacher and you know this this whole time we've been talking about huh. Ravi um and again like I know you said we we don't we shouldn't put anyone on a pedestal but we do yeah like we do yeah. right um ultimately you know this line you have only one teacher um that that kind of sticks out to me um we I think we just need to be careful about you know putting people on a pedestal so much that we forget that there is one true teacher above them one one or two or three or a thousand levels above them right mm. um, or infinity infinity and levels beyond. right um, <laughs> <laughs> there's another galaxy like plug but you know I think that's important to remember throughout all this and um, I know one thing that stuck out to me and, and it might just be because I'm a teacher. I, I go back to James again, but James chapter three, verses one and two, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. And, uh, you know, James, I don't know when he wrote this, couple thousand years ago you know he he hit the nail on the head in verse one though on verse one there not many of you should become teachers um you know that i think that's a warning to us but in a way we have to we have to be and you know i i i believe that um ravi zacharias was a a good teacher um he he made some good points that the holy spirit came in through him like you said kevin um you know i i believe i i go to sports um, with this as well, like Joe Paul, right? Joe Paterno, mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, yeah. One big, one big mistake, you know, leads to his ultimate downfall. But do, do I look at the man of Joe Paterno and say, well, he was a, just a horrible person. He, he did a lot of good. And I mean, legitimate good mm-hmm. for a, a lot of people, not just athletes. Um, so it, it is complicated. Like you, like we've said this whole time, it's a very complicated topic, um, but again, that line, you have only one teacher, that teacher's above everything. Yeah. So I think that's important to keep in mind kind of going forward here. So any, uh, any lasting thoughts? Christ Jesus has come to save us. <laughs> That's a good ending. That is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, you know, good. we almost made it through the show without a sports comment. Almost. But there's me and Nate. Nate so. saved You're us. You're welcome. <laughs> well, um, Nelson, would you like to uh, end us in prayer here? Sure. All yeah. right, man. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this op- uh, opportunity to get together as friends and and uh, and just reach out and just help to discuss some topics of this time, Lord. And we just pray for the people that are in need right now, the people that are struggling, just present their life and help to give them peace. And so, heaven and we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Tune in next week. We'll have some fun. See you. Bye-bye. Later. Deuces. Deuces.